the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 38 for February 6th, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the best podcast your money can buy, the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton, and you are? <laughs> I thought that uh, this is John Braun. Hi, John. I thought we were free. Yeah, well. How can we be the uh, best? Yeah, well, that's it, right? You know, like Letterman used to say, any, anytime somebody in the crowd complained, he would just say, well, just remember what you paid for the tickets. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I believe you this know, is the best. I, I got to start off with a rant just because we haven't had a rant in a while. Can I start off? I, I got it. All right. Oh, the, the, the guy who filed the lawsuit. Oh, I'm going deaf because the iPod's too loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, people. Personal responsibility. That's right. It. Oh, That's I'm right. sorry. I said, all right, we may have to. Oh, it's that fine. Out. It's fine. <laughs> But I'm sorry, but you know, to me, common sense is any audio source, whether it be an iPod or a car stereo or a jet engine or whatever, if you get too close to it, and it's, or you, you know, I mean, you know this, Dave, being a, a band music type of guy. Yeah. You wear um, uh, in ear right? monitors and earplugs to protect my hearing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So a mini rant there is like, come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, all these iPod lawsuits are, are really getting to me. Oh, the screen scratches. I mean, if it breaks, yes. And they address that. But um, yeah. Yeah. But if you're going to turn the volume up and, and make your eardrums bleed, that's not their fault. You know? Yeah. And if you can hear an iPod of a person that's next to you and they have the earplugs in their ears, chances are too loud. That Chances are they're, they've got it turned up a little too much. That's right. So use some common sense, folks. I think all the all the recent iPods have yeah. a warning saying, "Duh, don't turn this up at full volume because you're going to go deaf." But um, anyways, um, so just thought I'd throw a curveball there and throw in a rant. But thank you. Addition, but what we should also do is, um, should we? Uh, speaking of money and yes, and things like that, uh, I believe we uh we, we have um a at least one sponsor. Not one, but two sponsors tonight. Wow. That's right. You're kidding. Wow. Now, the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab here this evening is sponsored by, in, in part, by Trendy Geek at TrendyGeek.com. And uh, they've got, they've actually, I've got one of their cases. They make an, an iPod case for, it's, it's, it's one of these invisible, 100% transparent, uh, scratch protect, you know, iPod cases. And I put one on my, uh, my video iPod. It's great. You, you can't tell that the case is on there. And yet hmm. if you scratch it, you just peel the thing off and it comes. I think you get I think you pay uh, twelve ninety nine for the set of them in it. And it's got three cases in it. So you could, you know, you probably last you a couple of years. I would imagine. And uh, just for you folks out there. Use the coupon code Mac geek, all one word, and you get two bucks off. So it's ten ninety nine. <sighs> Yep, hundred percent transparent. You literally, I've I've got one on the black iPod video, and you can't see it. it you know, once it's on, it's on. And it, it wasn't. It was a little interesting putting it on, but it, it wasn't. Uh, you know, once I when, once I read the instructions, it was, didn't take but more than maybe ten or fifteen minutes to all told of my time. And so it's a case in and of itself. It's not like a spray or a, no. It's not a spray. It's a plastic case that goes. It sort of yeah, a case. It's like it's like a sticker almost, almost, but. Uh, in its own okay. in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. So trendygeek.com again coupon code macgeek for $2 off and we are also proudly sponsored in part by the Think Different store at thinkdifferentstore.com. 
And these guys, it, it's, it's great. And I had no idea that we were in, in sponsorship talks with them. And about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago now, my wife came to me and said, I need a case for my older iPod. She's got like a 3G iPod. And the, the first place that came to mind was thinkdifferentstore.com because I know they've got all kinds of accessories and they've got a great little engine. You tell it what you want to choose and, uh, you know, what kind of iPod you're looking for and what you're looking for for it, a case or a holster or, a, you know, a, a, who knows. And, uh, and then you, you can narrow it down and pick all kinds of different stuff. She wanted a real hard shell thing and, and she found what she was looking for. They've got, well, I'm uh, betting they have at least hundreds of products. I, I think they've probably got thousands of products and, uh, and they've got all, all kinds of different things. They wall chargers for your iPod, the clock radio, the iHome clock radio. Uh, now it comes in black, they say. And, uh, so that's the, the think different And, there's a link, uh, I think, in the show notes. I don't think there's a discount, though, so I shouldn't. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn. But there will be a link in the show notes, but it's thinkdifferentstore.com. So, now, what do you think about my thought about having the sponsored death match when we have multiple sponsors? Like, <laughs> have them duke it out, you mean? <laughs> oh, you remember, actually, it was a very good show. I, I haven't watched it in a while. I don't know if it's still playing, but a celebrity, celebrity death match. Did you yeah. ever watch that? It's like a claymation thing. It was pretty funny. So, I yeah, did. I heard. Play. I heard about this. I, I did not watch it. No. Oh. Should I have? I did. Yeah, it was pretty violent, but it was clay, so you know I had mixed feelings. <laughs> I see. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, you know, get the old TiVo. Get the old up and, TiVo uh, fired up. And say, uh, yeah. So, um, I can't wait till my anyways. TiVo has HD in it. You know. Yeah, you know, that's been one of the, uh, actually I saw an article, I'm trying to think who it was, I just saw it today, but it was like vaporware for uh, 2005, and that was one of the things, HD, yeah. uh, in other words, TiVo to go for Mac. Or, TiVo to or go some... for Mac, yeah. Well, they yeah, say but... both of those things will be out in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah they... there was a bunch of things on there, but the, yeah. the, 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 that stuck in my mind. So I'll see if, I'll, I'll send you the link for that article, but it was, you know, things that were announced, but didn't quite make it. Yeah. Uh, yeah well. It happens. Well, we have all kinds of stuff to talk about tonight. Nothing. Uh, well, I, I something interesting happened this week that that leads into a uh, a topic uh, that that actually I, I didn't even think about making it a topic until this thing happened, and then I thought, well, wait a minute. Not only is it a cool story to tell, it's actually a good topic. And and the topic, and we'll get there, is persistence. Tell, brother, <laughs> is pers And I've got a cold tonight, and I'm all screwed up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it happens. You had a cold. What? Not last week, but two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, it's coming around. Thank yeah, goodness it wasn't a uh, flu. That's or, good. Uh, yeah, and I don't get shots because you know no, that, that's one of those conspiracy things. I don't know. You know that's how they yeah. spread the government spreads. You know, certain wow. things like flu vaccines <laughs> or Lyme disease. Right? We made that stuff out on Plum Island. You know, we did. And we did. And I've still got the freaking palsy from it. So there you go. Uh, yeah, you're, you're bouncing back. So yeah, um, it's taking time. So anyway. Uh, it, Persistent search is the is the topic, and what happens? Uh, what what I, I I'll tell you the story, and then I'll tell you how it how it works. Is I have a in, in my RSS reader, which I use NetNewsWire, but you can use Safari or Firefox mm -hmm. or one of a, a jillion others. Is I've got some persistent searches, and one of them this week happened to be uh, an article that I found on a blog saying this one guy listing his four favorite podcasts and one of them was the geek gab and i think the twit was another one and I, frankly i can't remember the other ones wow. 
And and I looked and sure enough, figured out that this wasn't just any somebody. This was Mr. Roger McGuinn uh, of the birds fame. <clears throat> and his name was Roger McGuinn. And I actually looked around and sure enough, it was him. So I thought, well, that's pretty cool. And I wouldn't have known about it were it not for something called persistent search. And with this one in particular, it was a search uh, from a, an engine called Technorati, which searches blogs. And by persistent search, what I mean is uh, with Technorati, you log in, you create your account over there and you log and it's free. You log in and, and you do a search for something. Um, and in this case, I have a little search for Mac Geek Gab because I want to know if somebody's saying something about Mac Geek Gab. Yes, it's an ego search, but it's actually good for PR to know what people uh -huh. are saying. And uh, and then once you create that search, you can actually subscribe to it as RSS. So it's constantly searching Technorati in this instance for anything that says Mac Geek Gab. And then it reports those results back to me as a new article, if you will, uh, in my RSS reader. If you're using RSS to track headlines on, say, MacObserver.com, it comes in in much the same way. When a new search result appears, it appears as though it's a new headline and you don't have to change anything. Now, Technorati isn't the only place that does this. Google blog search at Google.com slash blog search does the same thing. And you can you don't even have to create an account there. You just search for something and then use the little RSS button up in the in the location bar of the Safari browser. I guess in Safari it's blue for some reason. Everywhere else it's orange. But mm -hmm. click the click the little button and it will subscribe you either in Safari or your RSS reader or RSS aggregator, I should say, of choice. And off it goes. And then and then there's other companies that do it. PubSub is is another one that's kind of got their own active search engine and you put stuff into it and it, it comes back. And then uh, we actually have been doing persistent search over at uh, deals on the web, which is one of our sites. So if you're looking, say I, I, for a time, I was looking for a, a firewire repeater. And so I just did a search for a firewire repeater and then subscribed to that mm -hmm. search. And one day something appeared in my RSS reader and sure enough, it was the firewire repeater I was looking for. And we had a, or we were publishing a deal on it from someone. I can't remember who and I went mm -hmm. and bought it. So cool. Yeah. A few related things on that. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing you mentioned, uh, Technorati. Yeah. T-E-C-H-N-O-R-A-T-I. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, the other day I was having uh, some coworkers like, you know, I need an RSS reader. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they didn't have uh, Macs. And, uh, you know, IE on uh, on Windows is, uh, you know, pretty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's lacking. So, uh, but Firefox. Iffy. Has a RSS plugin, RSS and Atom uh, yeah. plugin called Sage. Okay. And the thing I noticed about that is um, because when you mentioned Technorati, I was like, oh, you know, I've seen that before. And at least this plugin has an option. Or that's one of the first times I've seen that where this RSS reader will also have in each frame that it uh, it parses will have a little link on the bottom to this Technorati system. So ah, that's kind of cool. Cool. That, you know, and it is, so it's an RSS plugin. It links to this thing. So it's, so it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. This whole RSS podcasting, vidcasting. Well, yeah, I mean, photo casting is all, it's all RSS. You know, I mean, podcasting is, isn't podcasting without the RSS portion of it. Right. I mean, that's the, the whole point mm -hmm. is that you subscribe to something. And once you've subscribed, you don't have to think about it anymore. You just, your computer thinks about it for you. Like an yeah, agent, yeah. right? It's almost like agent. it's smart, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I still kind of like that concept. I mean, a lot of I the, do too. Uh, yeah, especially the uh, you know computer science uh, eggheads really like the uh, the whole agent thing. You know, you're gonna have these agents running around doing all these. It's things okay for to you, call. Them, I'm, it's okay to call them geeks. You know, I like egghead. Oh, okay. <laughs> or pre 
propeller head. Welcome, folks, to the Mac Egghead Show. <laughs> there may be some copyright issues. Okay, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> They're not around anymore, Egghead, right? Oh, did they turn into... There's this new egg? Is that them? Is that... I, I never thought about that. I don't know. Does it's anybody out there know? I wonder. Let us know, because I do remember Egghead, but that was like in the 80s. We know? used to go to Egghead together. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. To harass the back in the day. Do you yeah. have any Mac software? No. Yeah. No. Bye. <laughs> they did though, didn't they? They had some Mac software oh, sure, sure. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Or not not Mac software. <laughs> yeah. This was Apple so II the, um, software, right? So the agent thing, yes, right. yeah, Apple sorry. II. So the agent thing is is kind of fun. I, I'm envisioning a world where you're going to have agents like rogue agents like beating up. You know. Remember that time so that agent knocked there. at your door? <laughs> Well, you had one knock at your door, too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let's stop. <laughs> no. Rogue agents? We were, you think we you're going to have... under 18. Rogue yeah, so my agent's going to run around and beat about. up the other agents. So there's like a shopping agent going out, and I'm going to have like the uh, you know the robber agent. It's going to beat up the shopping agent and take its money away. Wow. But anyways, the other persistent thing that I think is very interesting is uh, Google has um, Google Alerts. Okay. Yeah, um, the news which alerts. I think is a yeah. similar thing. Is every day, though it does it on a you know infrequent basis, like once a day, right. usually. Though I think you can you can set it for different things, but it's nice. So as far as I know, it would be silly if they did otherwise. But they parse RSS, and you say, okay, anything that has to do with this subject, send me an email every day. So I aggregates it in a HTML or right. text email with the links. But that's another, and that's almost like an agent. I would I say, it, yeah. Why? I guess it is an agent. Yeah, I mean, makes sense to me. It's, Doing something on a, you know, doing something to benefit you on a regular basis and telling you what it finds. So yeah, it's just not an agent. Agent is. It's just not an agent. In that instance, the agent's running elsewhere as opposed to on your mm -hmm. computer. But I guess as we move toward the future, it's going to make less and less of a difference where the software actually runs, as long as it gets you your data and keeps it secure, right? Yeah, as long as it's somewhere and it's secure. And, uh, you know, that, that leads into, oh, I love doing this to you. I know you <laughs> These do. These curveballs, I, I don't know if you, th if, you know. Sometimes you know, I set them up. Here. Not today. <clears throat> um, you know, but there is this kind of distributed com bleh, distributed computing or grid Oh, no, 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 no. We'll thing. keep that for a secret till the end. Oh, That's yeah, a surprise. Okay. Shh. All right, never mind. Shh. Forget that. Sorry. Yeah. I know I saw it somewhere. That's okay. You didn't hear that. Cut no. that out. That's right. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Pretend you just, you guys cut it out for us, would you? Yeah. Cut it out. Um, Kids. Where are we? All right. So we're there. Well, I'm in, I'm in New Hampshire. I'm in, RSS. I'm in the studio. You know, yeah. I got another, uh, another name How suggestion. You know you... Yeah. I got another name suggestion in this week mm -hmm. for the studio. Yeah. Ezra sent in and, uh, he, he, uh, he recommended that we call it the cone of silence, which is okay. Interesting. You got to put a link to, uh, um, Oh gosh, get smart. Huh. <laughs> you got to put a link to that. Some of our younger listeners may not know what get smart is. No, I guess probably not. Now, that is the, now I'm going to test you here, John, because you're the one that brings this particular topic up. <laughs> the other thing Ezra suggested, and of course I had to shoot it down because the studio isn't nearly as nice as, as this would indicate, but he mm -hmm. recommended the, the utility muffin research kitchen. And that's lost on you, isn't it? Muffin research. U the utility kitchen. muffin research kitchen. I'll just let that go, and and I'll, I'll let you and and our listeners uh, research that for yourselves. Of course, I know I can hear you. You're researching it now. I don't even have to. Yeah. Hear you, so. What the heck? What the heck is this? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, while you're researching that, let me play a audio comment and audio comment. Wow, that was bad English. 
Bad English. Wasn't that the name of a band? Yeah. All right. So uh, this was one that came in on the Skype mailbox. So here, uh, here we go. Uh, hello there, Mike Geekab. This is Pochi of the Pochi's Tokyo Talk podcast uh, from Tokyo. And we wanted to say that uh, I really enjoy the show. It's great. And it's always on my iPod. And I always learn lots from you guys. It's great. So Thanks. keep up the good work. Thank you. Um, just an old topic that I wanted to bring something to the table, so to speak. The uh, USB and Firewire difference, the thing that I heard that might be true uh, is that uh, USB 2 is... Um, CPU dependent, so it depends, of course, on your CPU. But FireWire is independent; it uh, runs without any slowdown, regardless of what CPU you have, which is what Apple invented it for. So uh, there you go. Take care. Bye bye. What do you think, John? First, we'll address this, then you can talk about the research kitchen. Mm. I, I had heard this too about FireWire that uh, that or about USB oh, rather that it was CPU gosh. dependent. No the gut feel is that that is something that would be regulated by the, uh, and this is just my gut feel, I haven't researched anything, but my gut feel is that's something that's regulated by the, uh, to a large extent, the chip itself. Well, in the FireWire, in FireWire's case, the it FireWire, is. the USB chip, um, now maybe, uh, yeah, you know, I, I can't say. Instinctually, I get a bad feeling about that statement because, uh, I, mean, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, if, you're, if your, you know, computer is totally consumed by doing, uh, yeah, just, doesn't seem right to me, but uh, I'm sure someone will, will tell us. Well, the most significant, uh, and I'm reading this. Otherwise, from, but I can't see oh, that the ahead. CPU is gating the USB uh, transfer. That just seems weird to me. I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia here, my my favorite thing here. And mm-hmm. we're talking about the differences between uh, USB 2.0 and FireWire. USB can require more host resources than FireWire due to the need for the host to provide the arbitration and scheduling of transactions. Hmm. USB transfer rates are generally higher than FireWire uh, due to the need for FireWire devices to arbitrate for bus access. A single FireWire device may achieve a transfer rate for FireWire 400 as far as high as etc. etc. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it, well, it actually says in a multi-device environment, FireWire rapidly loses ground to USB. But uh, this, of course, is Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it hints at, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking how much time, because, I mean, computers do things so incredibly quickly. I'm just like, yeah. you know, I mean, it, 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 I don't get the perception that it's like laboring to transfer data, that it's, you know, fully responsible for that. Though I can see that it's probably controlling some of the, you know, the conversation okay. with he, the USB chip. So here, keep here going. it is. What else you find? No, I found uh, some of the, the highlights here. USB uses a speak when spoken to protocol. Peripherals cannot communicate with the host unless the host specifically requests communication. A FireWire device can communicate with any other node at any time subject to network conditions. So, hmm. yeah. And, and from what I understand with FireWire devices, you can basically give them a... Uh, a if you've got two FireWire devices on a bus, you can, you can go to them and say, go and... and and do this, make this this transaction happen, and then the computer can stay out of it. Whereas with USB, I think the computer needs to to be the one that that sort of makes all of it happen. So okay, yeah, I, I think kind of like yeah, polling I, versus interrupt driven. It's like the the one yeah. requires more attention versus the, though I don't know that you know that's probably not a good comparison either. All right, well, if someone comparison. if someone out there has more information oh. or simply more time to read the Wikipedia than, than we do at the moment, please do tell us. Uh, so did you figure out that other thing, John, that you were supposed to research no, there? The no. utility muffin research kitchen? Kitchen? No? I just remember muffin back from the Apple II days. There was a no, utility it has, called it, muffin. 
It actually has, has absolutely nothing to do, to do with that. That's correct. <laughs> okay. That's the first correct statement you made. Do you made remember what? Do you remember <laughs> Muffin? Yeah, the the utility on on the Apple II. It was a, it was like a, a a debugger or something, wasn't it? Yeah, or some DOS compatibility thing. But yeah. Okay. Go. Go. I got nothing. You got nothing. Hey, uh, well, you you have well, nothing. What's the muffin thing? <laughs> All right, fine. I'm going to tell you because otherwise you're not going to pay attention for the rest of the show. The Utility <laughs> Muffin Research Kitchen is the name of Frank Zappa's studio. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, we've of course quoted Frank in the past. Exactly. <clears throat> Splendid. Splendid. Okay. You you back with me now? Are we are I'm we okay you, to move brother. forward? <laughs> move forward. One step forward. Two yeah. steps back. All right. Well, I'm going to play uh, a comment from Flint then, just to uh, just to keep things moving here, and then hopefully we'll we'll get back on track now that yeah. now that you can focus again. <laughs> hey, John and Dave. It's Flint here. I've um, sent in a couple comments before. Um, in regards to your iPhoto podcast, I had a couple questions. Well, really one question about the greeting card feature. It sounds like a really great feature, and I've been making cards for my friends and family for many years using Print Shop and some other tools like that. And um, from what I understand, it's not possible to print the cards yourself, which is um, unfortunate. But I've had people tell me who have iLife 06 that you cannot, say, make 10 different cards for 10 different people and then order all ten under the same order that you end up having to order each one separately and then of course pay the uh, shipping for each one. Is this true or is there um, another way to order multiple cars at the same time? If any of our fellow listeners out there might happen to know, it'd be great to find out the answer to this question. Uh, great show. Keep up the great work. Um, listen every week and um, always look forward to it. So um, have a great week and talk to you soon. So... Do you know the answer mm-hmm. to either of these, John? Because I, I actually, I, for the for this, of course, I just went to the expert. I, I, I went and asked my wife. Uh, <laughs> you and, know, I got to say, upon initial inspection, because I went through this, yeah. and it look, it appears that you cannot. You cannot. I selected multiple pictures, said make an iCard, and it's like, okay, make the card, and there's a button that says buy card, but right. I didn't actually proceed, so... The visual cue that I'm getting from the interface is that you cannot do this, but please. No, you, you can't you can't do that. You oh, cannot order lame. you can't customize ten different cards for ten different people and, and have oh. them all shipped together. Um, at least that's not the way it appears. I, I, we haven't actually yeah. ordered it that way, but we've ordered cards and, and yeah, uh, I'm afraid and that's to the way. Say bye. Uh, and and no, you cannot print them yourself. So that's the uh, that's yeah. the yeah. yeah, there could be some fun hacker tricks there, like intercepting the print stream and all that. Yeah, um, well, I mean, why not print them yourself? Well, I guess, I mean, Apple's doing the whole... Uh, they got to make money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, actually, I think you probably, with a little creativity, you could print your own cards with iPhoto. Could you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, iPhoto may not be the best thing. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you could, well... There's a print shop yeah. for that. And Bob, exactly. Bob says he loves it. Yeah, Bob. Dr. Yeah. Bob? Bob. Dr. Bob. Oh, if Dr. Bob says he likes it, then yeah. we'll listen to him. <laughs> <sighs> hey, so uh, so you know what I started using this week, John? Is <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I, I have a few suggestions, but... <laughs> no. Uh, so this week, I actually started using a program that you recommended to me called Castaway. 
Oh, yes, a former Monday's Mac gadget. The interface sucks, mm-hmm. but the functionality rocks to the point where it's worth going through the, the, the horrors of the interface. Don't you agree? Yes. You want to yeah, tell it's them? Laid out want, why don't you tell, very... them, tell them what it is? Tell them what it is first and, and then tell them about it. So here's the problem. Um, the options that you have in iTunes for handling podcasts are not very flexible in that it pretty much applies to everything. Right. Um, Castaway basically gives you finer grain control over when things will go away, which in and of itself sounds like, you know, when deal, podcasts will go away. Yes. When podcasts will go away. But the problem is, uh, you know, the built in rules and I, I've run into this and, you know, I, I think a lot of our listeners have is, you know, you can give the global rule. Okay. Save the last 10. You may not want to do that for certain things because they're too big or you're not interested or whatever. So this just kind of, Adds on to the interface. As Dave said, the uh, the interface needs work because it's it's uh, you know more a computer you know a, a compu- uh, software developer interface than yeah. a usability interface. But hey, yeah, you have to you know, think like a geek uh, to use the interface. That's right. Yeah, which uh, you know, hey, hey. nothing wrong um, with that. Some f- software is pretty and uh, it doesn't do what it should. Some software does what it should and it's not very pretty. And that's this. I go for the functionality. And yeah. and so basically you can, on a per podcast basis, specify what rules you would like applied um, for getting rid of it, for you know either the uh, length of time, the size, you can set limits. There's a lot of things. We'll put a link to the, uh, you know, to the right up there. But, um, but I gather that's because uh, I think you're a more avid uh, listener than I am, Dave. So you probably have quite a bunch and you probably I ran do. into the, uh, you know, the limitations of, uh, of iTunes pretty quickly. Uh, yep. having that one rule apply to every podcast you listen to. Yeah, it, it was it was not functional. I had to manually go through and delete things and manage my iPod differently. And this thing's actually pretty cool. You can tell it, for example, that, you know, I, I want to get uh, any any episodes in the last 14 days from Podcast X, but always save the most recent for me. Uh, or always save the, the, the three most recent for me, but only put the, the single most recent one on my iPod, but put it out there whether or not I've listened to it. And you can actually do that. It's, I mean, you, you've got to, like I said, you sort of have to become one with the interface and understand <laughs> what, what's going on there. But, but it's not that difficult. And then uh, if you've got a lot of podcasts, uh, it's got basically two different uh, ways of inputting data. One is a screen where you enter data for a given podcast at a time. And then the other is this big grid where you're controlling all the options for all the podcasts. What I did just to make sure I got it right was I did one podcast with the, the very, well, the better of the two interfaces and, and figured out then, then looked at, as soon as I did it, I then looked at the big grid and said, okay, now I understand what all these options are and, uh, and went through and updated everything. The only, the only problem is if you then subscribe to a new podcast, what you do is you tell iTunes, don't do anything with my podcasts other than download them. So you're, you're telling iTunes not to delete anything. And then you've got Castaway there to, to go ahead and, and pull all this stuff down uh, or delete them or manage them. Or you can even have it archive them. So I have it just, you know, download and then archive copies of the geek gab, just in case I, I screwed up and delete one from the other, you know, from our other archives or whatever. But uh, if you add a new podcast to the list, Castaway does nothing with it out of the gate. So it will just pile up in there and never go away mm. and, unless, you, unless you tell it to. But it's not, it's not that horrible. So. Yeah, so it's, it's good we get the uh, you know, uh, software community kind of filling in the, uh, you know, Absolutely. Filling in the gaps there. The, uh, the only problem, of course, is with, with doing that. I mean, it's great. I love the software. 
I paid for it. Uh, but you know what's going to happen if it's it, it, when it's functionality, especially with shareware guys. Oftentimes, when there's functionality mm. that's just so blatantly, obviously missing from an Apple product, mm. eventually, you know, version iTunes 5.5 will come out, and bam, it's got all that stuff in it. And you yeah, know, this guy's just instantly overnight I mean, done. Crush him like a bug. Crushed like a bug. <laughs> Can you say confabulator? <laughs> Faster well, than you can say confabulator. What do you mean by widget? <laughs> I still don't use widgets. I don't I I'm just I don't grok the whole idea. So Yeah. Do uh, you? I do. Every you now do? and then. Though though there are um products I haven't really checked them out, but I hear there are products that'll let you more easily integrate them with the normal environment. A lot of people have a problem yeah. with it because yeah. it's kind of like a its own separate world and you kind of right. see the Mac behind it and you're like Where's my Mac? I can almost see it. I can almost so. get to what I want. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Apple you know, it's, it's down, interesting. Oh, whoa, what happened here? Hello? Apple went down 450 today? Oh, yes. yeah. Horrible. Ow. Ah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm still making money. But, Good. Uh, no, well, my, my stock widget just... Aha. Oh, you were look, see, you're looking at your widgets. <laughs> looking at my widgets and my... Uh, well, speaking of things about which we could have a... We should have a healthy disinterest in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I believe stock prices are something all of us should have a healthy disinterest Where did that in. Come from. Uh, we have an Go. email from a mm. good friend of ours named Duffy that came oh, in this Duffy. week, yeah, and he says, "Hey, he hey. did." He said, "Hey, hi, Duffy." That's all he, he said. He, no, he actually, says that. he said something else. He said, "I installed the <laughs> CPU heat meter widget thingy. Maybe this was a bad idea oh. because previously I was not concerned with what my CPU temperature was in the slightest. Now it seems to vary from 74 to 124 degrees Fahrenheit. Is that normal, Doctor? And happy Chinese New Year!" Wow. Yeah, Duffy. Hey, what's up, man? I hope he listens. I hope he can pick this up over there. Of course he can. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Duffy's yeah, in Taiwan, um, for those of you who, uh, yeah. he's an American living in Taiwan. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I went and installed a, a, a heat temperature CPU widget thingy, Duffy, to use your overly technical term. And Trademark. I, I use do, Thermograph X. And I found that my CPU temperature was even higher than his on my 1.67 really? no, gigahertz. Got? I've got the 1.67 gigahertz power book, and I was running at about 130-something. So. 15-inch. 15-inch, yes, sir. Yeah, so I have the twelve inch, and what's your temperature budget, sit at? Uh, which one? I have four sensors. How many sensors do you have? Yeah, I, there's well, there's the there's the, let's see if I can I can remember from well from memory, which is oftentimes where we remember from. Uh, mm-hmm. There was the top and bottom Often. CPU. There's one for the battery. There's one for the power mm-hmm. supply, and then there's one on mine for the trackpad. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. That that's part of the fun of this program. It finds all your temperature sensors. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I forget which inch. one I was using. I was using a, a widget, but I think Thermograph pulls in all the yeah. same stuff. Yeah, yeah, because here I have um, CPU top side, GPU, uh, which used to be in another machine, GPU bottom side. So that's the uh, right, you know, the processor and the graphic yeah. chip, and those are the CPU is one fourteen Fahrenheit, and the uh, GPU is one twenty five. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it sounds hot, but you know, it's the chip. It's it's supposed uh, to be hot. And then battery and HDD, which I'm going to guess is hard disk drive, yep. bottom side. Yep. Those also have temperatures. So that's neat. And when so any one a, of those gets too high, the little fan goes on. I assume it's the uh, yeah. CPU or GPU one gets the fan going. So uh, to answer Duffy's question, A, yes, your temperature range is very, very normal. And B, stop looking at it. 
Mm-hmm. Right, because you know, otherwise it's just it will lead to madness. heavy drinking and madness. That's right. <laughs> well, actually, they do have at least in Thermograph X, they have a, a menu here that says compare submitted measurements, so you can um, and also submit yours. So they they have a website. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Compare. Wait a minute. Slow down. What? There's a website where geeks are comparing measurements. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to move. We're going to move on. Temperature. Uh huh. Measurements. Yeah, there you go. For your computer. Okay. But it does show. So other people submit their. So basically, it gives you an idea if, if yours is too high or too low or just mm. right. And what? And this these, is the Thermograph website? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Thermograph X. That rocks. So, so we'll put a link for that. So yeah. that's nice that they let you share because the thing is, some. This program is pretty good, but sometimes either the machine doesn't have a sensor or. Where the data should be, it gives you something totally bizarre. Like one time I had on my G5, it said that one of my processors was at like 450 degrees, which uh, yikes! If it was, but, but it was wrong. The oh. sensor was wrong. So, so you know, the, oh. depending on the model of Mac, I think all all modern Macs within the last couple of years have temperature sensors that tell the truth. But that's good. You never know. So don't freak out if it says it's 450. Ah! It's oh, probably not out. because I think that would lead to. Uh, well, that's hotter than, uh, what is it, Fahrenheit 451, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. It's like one yeah. degree less yeah, yeah. than that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so all right, I, where are we going? I don't know. Where Are we back on track? <laughs> no. <laughs> we left the track last week. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been having this problem for, I don't know, for a while. Maybe since maybe since Tiger, maybe since, you know, 10 four, one or something where I've got two screens. I've got my power book connected to, yes, it's connected to a 23 inch cinema display, but it's one of the old Aww. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anytime I would use spotlight and I use spotlight and I'll, I'm, I'm hi, my name's Dave and I use spotlight. Anyway, I'm now that we okay with that. Okay. Well, some people don't hit a support group. <laughs> I think so. Uh, it, well, the, the one thing I, I like it for is launching applications. If there's an app that I don't have in my dock that I want yes. to launch, I just command space bar, type the name and I'm mm. good to go. Uh, well the, anytime I would hit command space bar, instead of dropping down from the upper right hand corner of my main screen, which in, in, in that instance is my cinema display, it would drop down from, uh, it would, it would just appear over way over on my laptop screen, like toward the bottom. And it stunk because the list would scroll off the bottom of the screen and I couldn't see anything and, and it was horrible and my, I would cry and there would be all those problems. <laughs> and today, like earlier, actually today, I finally got sick and tired of it and I went into the display preferences mm-hmm. and I went to the arrange tab, which you get if you have multiple monitors. And I simply mm-hmm. nudged the arrangement a little bit and that solved it. Of course, when I rebooted, the problem came back, but at least now I know I just go in there and I move the arrangement around and, and I only reboot once every couple of weeks anyway, so it's not mm-hmm. so bad. So hmm. that's uh, so, so, so there. Nice work. I thought so. I was pretty darn proud of myself. Hey, you know what else I did this week that, that made me proud of myself <laughs> and our, our listener, <laughs> our listener, I'm just, I'm really opening <laughs> a lot of those doors tonight. <laughs> Our listeners will be proud of this too. I I, uh, I set up a Frapper map for us, which is one of these uh, web-based widgets that that uses the Google Maps Frapper. API. Frapper, F R A P P R, which of course is well, very like difficult to say when. Is, oh no, that's something else. Never no, mind. it's just difficult to say when your mouth doesn't work the way it's supposed to. You're yeah, getting, you're getting better. Oh no, I am. Yeah, but it's you know not. I, I still can't. I still can't frown or puff up my cheeks. So it's just. 
you know, mm. anyway. So anyway, if you go to frapper.com slash podcast, and we'll, of course, put a link in the show notes. Mm. Uh, some of you actually found it. I went and put it out in the uh, in the show notes late last week, I think Friday even, and, and a couple of you have already signed up. But go ahead and sign up. It's actually pretty cool. We can sort of see where we all are and, uh, you know, mm. then maybe we can measure each other. No, wait, that's not it. That's different. That's that's the temperature thing. Yeah, we we may need a five second delay on this show. <laughs> I promise not to be this spacey as long as I don't have a. Uh... You heard about that on the uh, the Super Bowl? You watched the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was fine. Right. It was nice to see Uncle Mick out there uh, strutting oh, his stuff man. at halftime. He's still alive. Yeah, I call him Uncle Mick because that's mm. what that's what he I was told as a child he was. So mm. I was I. And of course, I tell my kids that that's Uncle Mick and Uncle yeah. Keith out there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, one of them uh, lived uh, in Connecticut. There still does. He still does. Keith, yeah, Keith. Uh, Keith Richards lives not too far from where you are now, even closer to where where I used to live. Yeah, yeah. We, so. we won't give it away. No, we won't give it away. I think my favorite commercial was the uh, FedEx one. Which Fed? Oh, oh, uh, the, uh, the where the guy just got got crushed by the elephant at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. was trying to deliver something, and his boss is like, "Did you use FedEx?" That was good. Yeah. No, you're fired. It you're doesn't fired. exist. Yeah. <laughs> like a video.google.com has uh, all oh. the uh, Super Bowl videos. Oh, excellent! I knew yeah, that would tie all... in somehow. I also uh -huh. like the I also like the cell phone one where the guy said it had crime deterrent. Uh -huh. Did you see that one? And the other guy <laughs> yeah. said crime deterrent. He threw it at him. <laughs> yeah, and then some were just dumb. I'm some sorry. Dumb. Yeah. They're they're never going to be our sponsor, but uh, I think the Pepsi ones were. Actually, you, they might they might be a sponsor someday. Why wouldn't really? they be? Why not? Why wouldn't they be? We're the official podcast of the Pepsi generation or the Coke generation. I don't know. I don't know. Not this late at what night. Do you, what do you prefer? Me? Honestly, mm. I, I prefer yeah. Coke over Pepsi. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It tastes better. I usually diet. The other stuff's too sugar. You know, I, I read a thing today that said 55% mm. uh, of the people who drink diet soda... Uh, gain mm -hmm. weight over over five years, whereas only like forty two percent of the people that drink regular soda gain weight over five years. Yeah, and they're not sure if that's because people that are are drinking diet soda think that they can just because they're drinking diet and and doing that sort of stuff in general don't gain weight, or if there's something magical in diet soda that actually makes people gain weight. They have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Here. No concept of what they're talking about, but yet they report these facts mm -hmm. like crazy. Did you hear that five hundred thousand mm -hmm. Mac users today jumped off a bridge? No, see, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Reporting facts about which we have if no it's idea on the internet. It's therefore true. it's true. And actually, I like Snopes.com. S N O P E S dot com. Excellent. Great see, site it's for good when we do this. Debunking. Yeah. A lot of uh, urban legends, actually, because I found one on. Um, I actually found someone who posted something on a news vine, which oh. we have. I, I have some invites my, my, after Dave pleaded and begged for me to activate my account. I, I did. And you so, still have some invites left. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got a, I I'm got out. like a 17 left, I think. Oh, okay. Well, if you, if you need a news vine uh, invite, don't just send an email to me. Make sure you send it to MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. Right. Yes. And uh, one of us will get them to you. They say they're going to give me more, but you know. Yeah. Hey, so uh, more. but I found an article that Snopes. was based on com. urban legend. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, it was like, you know, Robin Williams, uh, Iraqi war speech or something like that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I've seen, and, and it's float, been floating around since like 2003 ah. <laughs> speech he allegedly gave. So, uh, you know, just oh, cause knows? it's on the net doesn't mean it's true. That's and, right. Uh, so Snopes discredits, 
uh, a lot of those things. Good yeah. for them. We love right. Snopes.com. Where are we? We're totally off in uh That's okay. We're going to wrap up the show. No, but there, there were some cool things that I noticed this week. Uh, it, we ran yeah. an article at TMO about Apple's new cross-grade program for the universal binary apps, mm. and which is great. Mm. However, there was a smart yeah. little cookie in the, uh, in the comments. Uh, the first comment on the article, of course, I'll link to the article, but you got to remember to go look at the comment. The first mm-hmm. commenter said, now, wait a minute. Think about it. Here's your chance to get the $1,300 Final Cut Studio Suite for just 650 bucks. Go ahead and find DVD Studio Pro 4 on Amazon.com or BHPhotoVideo.com. It costs 450 bucks. Then, for $200, do the cross-grade. There you go. Perfectly legal way of getting the universal version of Final Cut Studio Pro for 650 bucks. Half wow. price. Do it now. now I think that's pretty cool. They- yeah. Before they close that. So I wanted to share that. Even if one person uses it, it's totally worthwhile to have mentioned it. Because sort of. Maybe. It's all about you, the listener. Yeah. Not not the other guy listening, but you. We will do almost anything for you. For you. Ignore everyone else that's listening. <laughs> not this you. Is not, only, not, the... not the other guy. You. <laughs> hey. All right. So you and you know you can check your max warranty status online. I had no idea. I had actually sent an Apple email to Apple three weeks ago. Yeah. It took like a week to come back, and they they told me they had support. They they told me here's your you know your stuff that you've got in warranty and Apple Care, and here's the when it expires. Little did I know you can go right onto the support website, type in your serial number, and bam, it'll tell you what you got left. I knew that. Did you? I didn't. I wish I'd asked. No. Actually, I think I've stumbled across it when I've it's registered right, for Apple Care. It's or, right uh, there. Yeah, there was some link somewhere, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's good to know, because uh, you know most Macs break yeah. immediately after the warranty expires. Of course, I, I highly recommend Apple. <laughs> Everything Care. breaks after the warranty expires. Of course, it does. All right. So, uh, yeah. Well, we're going to start talking about next week, right? And we're gonna we're gonna let Frank lead us in. Frank. Frank. Hi, John and Dave. This is Frank in southeastern Pennsylvania. I wanted to say I enjoy your podcast and wanted to ask you guys, being the geeks that you are, have you ever tried to cluster your Macs using the X-Grid in Tiger? And how successful was the setup or were there any issues that you come across? Thank you very much. Keep up the great job, guys. All right. Well, that's it. I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. And I know John hasn't really done it. All, uh, well... All I can say is that remember the former Mac Observer Labs. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the first right. time we tried right. <laughs> XGrid. We're doing it, but because we've now built new labs, we're doing it again. <laughs> so not on top of a swamp either. Both John and I are going to experiment with this this week and see where we wind up with it, and we will report back to you all, all, not just you, but all of you, next yeah. week, I believe. Don't yeah. you think? Don't you think we'll report Barring back next any week? Unforeseen circumstances. Oh, there'll be plenty of unforeseen oh, the band, circumstances. The band, high band. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, so what do we got here? Well, that was we, next week. Uh, let's see. Uh, hang on. We uh, 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 this po- podcast 
Mm. I wanted to thank our sponsors, the ThinkDifferentStore.com. Actually, not the ThinkDifferentStore.com, but ThinkDifferentStore.com and TrendyGeek.com. Thank you very much. Your bandwidth tonight is actually our bandwidth. The bandwidth we share. We provide uh-huh. we provide the podcast, you download it, and it all happens via Cashfly hosting. Thank you. If Cashfly. you want to sponsor this podcast, contact the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. I believe we're sold out for the month of February, but there are slots, I believe, wow. that open beginning in March. So We have Gmail and Newsvine invites. Some yeah. Newsvine, many Gmail. I got, yeah. So let us know if Everybody you want to. Everybody Gmail. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, send we us love audio comments. We do. We I I love the comments, especially audio. the audio comments. Got to do the audio, and the, yeah. you can do it if if you can record it on your Mac. You can email it to macgeekgab at macobserver.com, Right? Yeah, because reading's hard. Reading's really hard, and it, plus it gives us a break. Yeah, it gives us a break during the show. Uh, <laughs> you can Skype them to us. I do check the Skype mailbox right, once a week. That's fixed. Yep, S- Skype to uh, macgeekgab. And then, of course, call uh, us. you can call us. Tell them how they can call us, John. You can call us at 206-666-GEEK. Geek. All right. MacGeekGab.com uh-huh. sla- mm-hmm. or com slash podcast for your show notes. Yep. Vote. Vote. Thanks early, for listening. Vote often. Stay vote. subscribed. Just vote. Yeah. Have a great week, folks. We'll see you on the flip side. Right. So I got the sound here. Almost like a guitar. <laughs> it was perfectly in tune. That's great.